Hello and welcome as you link with Search for Truth. This is your Bible teaching program with Brian Johnston and I'm pleased you can join us. Last week I told you that Brian will be talking today about an attendance register and it may have reminded you of the days when school teachers used to call out the names of pupils to register their attendance. Perhaps some still do, but it's slightly different to that anyway. Today's study is about a Hemley register where names are written because people are eligible as a result of a decision they make or made during their lifetime. And here's Brian to tell us more. Thanks, John. I almost called you Jason there. I've never been the best with names, never have been very good at remembering them or even recalling well-known ones, which is why I'm not too worried that it's a sign of senility. I have an excellent recall of the initial letter, however. When I'm trying to remember Kenneth, all I seem to get is a K, and so I try Keith. But maybe it wasn't Kenneth after all, it could just as likely have been Kevin. If, however, God knows the name of every star, and he knows the number of hairs on our head, we can be totally sure that he knows our name too, whoever we are. We read in the Bible about God calling people's name, sometimes twice. That reminds me of an airport. You know how there always seems to be those repeated announcements that come over the tannoy? This is the last call for John Buchan. Flight XY3418 for Davao is now boarding. Please report to gate 15 at once. Where do these people find to spend their time out of earshot of all the name-calling that gets everyone else so fed up listening to it on their behalf? Talking of airports... I had a rather different experience once. There was no chance of my name being called out that day. It was Davao in the south of the Philippines. Out of habit, I turned up on a Monday morning at the end of my mission trip. When the check-in desk opened, I sauntered slowly up to it and casually handed over my passport and e-ticket along with my itinerary printout. The next thing that registered with me was that the young woman behind the desk was telling me that she couldn't find my name on her list, on her computer screen. She looked carefully at my paperwork, more carefully, obviously, than I had done, that's for sure, and it was then she explained that I was not due to be flying, in fact, until the following day. Someone else had booked my ticket on this occasion, and the only day available had been one day later than my usual departure time. And so there I was, being denied access to the departure lounge as my name was not on the written list of registered names. But that's a fairly small problem. What about our departure from this life and access to the world to come? Let's read some solemn words from near the end of the Bible, from Revelation chapter 20, in fact, verse 11. John says, Then I saw a great white throne, and him who sat upon it, from whose presence earth and heaven fled away, and no place was found for them. And I saw the dead, the great and the small, standing before the throne, and books were opened. And another book was opened, which is the book of life, and the dead were judged from the things which were written in the books according to their deeds. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it, and death and Hades gave up the dead which were in them, and they were judged every one of them, according to their deeds. Then death and Hades were thrown into the lake of fire. This is the second death, the lake of fire. And if anyone's name was not found written in the book of life, he was thrown into the lake of fire. 
on the last day, before God's great white throne, the all-important books will be opened and you'll be denied access to God's presence in heaven if your name is not found written in the book of life. There's a hymn that says, When the roll is called up yonder, I'll be there. But what if your name isn't on that list? What if it isn't included in the roll call? Is there a more chilling verse in all of Scripture than the one we read last? If anyone's name was not found written in the book of life, he was thrown into the lake of fire. Going back to my problematic check-in at the Philippines airport, I remember trying to casually ask if there were any seats available at that moment, a day early. The assistant kindly obliged by checking availability on her screens. There's no problem, she said, from Singapore onwards, but no seats are showing between here and Singapore. That's the problem. Then she added, why don't you go and sit down and pray about it? I thanked her, commenting that that was excellent advice. About five minutes later, the PA system crackled into life. Would Mr Johnston return to the check-in desk, please? When I reached it, the young lady beamed. A seat, 27K has become available, she said. I thanked her profusely, pleased to notice it was a window seat, my usual favoured selection. My prayer had been graciously answered. This further reminded me of a time when the Lord had sent out his disciples on a mission. In Luke chapter 10 and verse 17 we read, The seventy returned with joy, saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. And he said to them, I was watching Satan fall from heaven like lightning. Behold, I have given you authority to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing will injure you. Nevertheless, do not rejoice in this, that the spirits are subject to you, but rejoice that your names are recorded in heaven. At that very time, he, that's Jesus, rejoiced greatly in the Holy Spirit and said, I praise you, O Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things from the wise and intelligent and have revealed them to infants. Yes, Father, for this way was well-pleasing in your sight. There are names recorded in heaven. That's what we pick up on from Jesus' words. If your name's written there, there'll be no difficulty in departing this life and accessing God's presence. There'll be no difficulty comparable to the difficulty I had boarding for departure at Davao Airport. But how can you be sure that your name is in fact written above or recorded in heaven? The very thing the Lord taught his disciples to rejoice in. Well, I've told you how I prayed at the airport and the way to know that our name is written in heaven is to be sure that we've prayed the sinner's prayer. That's the one that begins by us acknowledging to the Lord that what the Bible says about us is true. We are sinners. In Romans 3 and verse 23 it says, All have sinned. The sinner's prayer therefore begins by confessing, Lord, I've sinned. My actions, my words and my thoughts have not reached up to your perfect standard. At times, even I'm very conscious that they're not what they should have been. In the second place, Isaiah 64 verse 6 informs us, very frankly, that we can never make it up to God 
Because as it says, the best we can do is still like polluted clothing in God's sight. In other words, our very best performances aren't free from the stain of sin. Everything about us is blemished or tainted. Having made such a full confession of our guilt before a holy God whom we've offended by our sins, and having freely admitted that the solution to this problem doesn't lie within our own power, we now want to turn from our sin, we say to God, and throw ourselves upon his mercy. Once again, we state that we accept as absolutely trustworthy the testimony of God's word, the Bible, when it tells us in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 3 that Christ died for our sins. There on the cross, outside Jerusalem, almost 2,000 years ago, Jesus Christ, God's Son, took our blame and suffered the just for the unjust that he might bring us to God. It remains as the fourth step to make a personal commitment of faith by receiving Christ into our lives as our Saviour in the unwavering belief that this is all that God requires for the eternal forgiveness of all of our sins, past, present and future. If that makes a deep impression on your heart right now, it's most likely that God is calling you, calling your name. Will you respond right now? Don't let the opportunity pass. Receive Christ now so that you can gratefully serve him. Talking of serving the Lord, it's instructive to read of the first believers as they gathered to discover how to further serve the Lord. We read in Acts chapter 1 and verse, four, in verse 14 and 15 that in those days Peter stood up in the midst of the disciples and the number of names together were about 120. Notice, it actually talks about the number of names gathered together, obviously representing the number of persons meeting there at that time. This was the original nucleus from which New Testament Christianity began. I'm reminded by that mention of the people being described in terms of their names. I'm reminded of how in the Old Testament we read of God's meeting place in the midst of his gathered people being a place specially selected by God and described as the place where God had caused his name to dwell. Once again, the name of God stood for the presence of God, just as the names stood for the persons in that New Testament reference. When we come to the book of Acts in the New Testament, we find that the local church fellowships, which the apostles established, were consistently described as being of God. In every such location, disciples of Christ called upon the name of the Lord, identifying themselves overall as forming the house of God on earth. Once again, as in the Old Testament, God had put his name there in that they were described as being of God. This shows that it remains God's plan for believers today that they should put their name, we should put our name, where God has put his.
was holy when the dead in Christ shall rise, and the glory of his resurrection share. When his chosen ones shall gather to their home beyond the skies, and the roll is called of yonder army there. I don't know about you, but I never tire of hearing the wonderful gospel message which we've had once more. And if there's a comment or question you have after listening today, do get in touch. I'll be giving you the contact details shortly if you've a pen and paper to hand. The six talks in this series, along with some more, are all available in booklet form by asking for the title Really Good News for Today. And you can do this by email or by post. And here's our address. Search for Truth, Hayes Press, The Barn, Flaxlands, Royal Wootton Bassett, Swindon, SN48DY, UK. And our email address is sft at churchesofgod.info. Now, you might be interested to know that many titles of Search for Truth transcript books have been turned into e-books and are available at amazon.co.uk forward slash kindle hyphen e-books. Just type Search for Truth series into the search box and there you'll find them. It's been a pleasure to enjoy the privilege of your company today and I do hope you'll be able to join us again next week when Brian will be seeing how we begin to get to know God. But until then, it's very best wishes from Bible teacher Brian and from David and our singers and me, John. So bye for now and may God richly bless you. All who trust in Christ the Saviour who for sin is bled and died All their sins and all their judgments fall to bear When the morn of glory breaks and the saints are glorified And the roll is called of yonder